Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations, hempsters. This is your hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with Hemp Aware Radio. I am honored, excited, and privileged to have a very special guest on today's hemp episode. If you're in the hemp world, you've surely heard of him. His name is Paul Benheim. And for me, he's the epitome of a hemptrepreneur. Not only has he been developing hemp products over the years, he's developed amazing hemp companies. He's written several books on the topic. He's created music CDs, a TV show. He's raised uh, raised substantial amounts of private investment capital, and he's worked on developing hemp plastics, and his latest uh, fabulous projects are relating to the cannabinoid-based products, among very other, uh, you know, fascinating developments, which I'm sure we'll cover on today's show. So to get right into the meat and juice of the show, thank you so much for joining me, Paul. It's an honor to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be here in Hemp World. Right on. So for our listeners that maybe don't know your background or your story, and for those that are just getting to know you, how did you initially get involved into the world of hemp and what inspired you to to make a career and a life with it? Well, that started quite a long time ago for me. Soon after um, I left school, um, I decided to go traveling and found myself in Asia, actually, having a look at uh, the world there from um, a party eyes for a few days uh, until I realized that I was actually interested uh, more in the culture that Asia offered and the differences that, that, uh, that they had from the Western civilization. One of the things that I noticed uh, most there uh, was their study of food, and it wasn't like a, a traditional form of studying food. They just lived everything to do with food. They grew the food. They harvested the food. They cooked the food. They cleaned up after the food. They slept around the food. They talked around the food and done pretty much everything around the food um, in, in these traditional cultures. And one thing I noticed is that these people were extremely healthy. Uh, their skin was glowing. They were radiant people, um, even though they were actually living in shit, literally. And um, that, that kind of sparked my interest going, well, look, I was brought, brought up in middle class, London, UK, home, told, being told that I had to wash my hands before every single meal and be extremely clean with my clothes and change them every day. And these people were quite the opposite of that. Yeah, these people were healthier and happier than anyone I'd ever met. So <clears throat> that, that made me think, well, what, what is behind that? Um, and that came to my first realization that natural whole plant foods as close to the earth as possible actually energize us and can heal so many things just by coming back to nature. So wow. I looked into that more from a, t- a technical standpoint and, and um, the thing that I noticed um, from, a, from a, at least a technical point of view is that omega-3 and omega-6 essential fats were much more prevalent in um, these ancient cultures <clears throat> than, than was in the West because of our modern um, means of having to keep shelf life stable um, products that can be shipped around the world. Um, so this was a major difference that really inspired me, and I was thinking that you know I'm going to have to study this and and really share that. Uh, from a, and until I travelled further and was introduced to um, a great guy called Dylan up in Montreal in Canada, um, who had a hemp store. Now before this time, all I knew about hemp was. Well, that was the stuff I'd been smoking for many years, and I knew that it, you could make a paper from it. And that, that's all I knew in, in, in my younger years. And 
And this guy showed me um, not only the paper and stuff, but he showed me food products. And it was the food products that I found unbelievable because he told me that they contain the perfect balance of essential fatty acids. Uh, and that's when I really got interested in hemp and decided to study it um, and really find out if that was true, that the nutritional profile of the hemp seed was the ideal solution to um, what I had noticed as the main difference between traditional societies and their strong immune systems and a Western society <clears throat> where diseases are becoming more prevalent day by day. Wow. So you were in Asia. You saw these people eating very um, unique diets that were, you discovered the unique um, key was that they were very high in omega fatty acids, these three, six, and nine. So when you found out hemp contained those fatty acids, you thought, oh my gosh, that's probably what directly correlated to their level of health and vitality. So you're like, this is why I'm here. This is what I want to do. So at that point, did you, because I know you're a nutritionist, you're you know an expert in that field. Did you go to college? Did you go to school and study nutrition before you started developing your own companies? Um, no, I, I did look for um, courses that, that would um, fulfill my needs in learning about nutrition. I couldn't find them. So instead, I chose to go and source books in the specialty fields that I was interested in and ignore the bits that I wasn't interested in. And um, I took those to, uh, to the Himalayas in northern India, where I spent a number of years um, sitting kind of in an idyllic life on the top of a mountain, um, meditating, doing yoga, eating healthy foods, and studying nutrition. Um, I did that for many years and found um, enough information um, to to move forward and base a, basically basically start a business. And I didn't consciously start a business um, because after spending my time in living in all these alternative cultures, I realized uh, a number of things that I taken for granted that. Um, were actually seem to me to be other than ideal things that Western society brings upon us. Right. I um, I didn't. I wasn't involved. Uh, I didn't want to get involved with money or big business, and I was anti all big businesses really at that time. Um, and that was until I actually learned that to make a change in this world, we have to work with our existing systems rather than fight them. Um, so that's how naturally business came to me exactly and it's not it's not a coincidence that when you go to a store and you hand them a $20 bill what they give you back is your change so it's mm -hmm. that change that economic power that allows us to make change in the world and you have certainly done that and I you know I'm just so honored to to be able to have a connection with you somebody that's so dedicated to the hemp movement I'm curious what what are some of the most Exciting, exciting parts of being in the hemp movement for you? <laughs> well, that, that, that's a hard question to answer, Tyler, because um, every moment is an exciting moment in this industry. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been boring from the beginning and, and changes constantly. Um, you know, the, the things that excite me about it today is that more and more people are, are hemp aware. Um, there, there are less and less people that really know nothing about the plant. Um, so... Mm -hmm. We are finding significantly more people understanding what we have to say um, at more than just a basic level, um, which allows you know, all the potentials that we've all dreamed about from the many uses of hemp to become closer to reality. Exactly. You're absolutely right. The landscape has most certainly changed over the last 
25, 30 years as far as people having knowledge about hemp, what it is and what it isn't. So <clears throat> I'm curious, let, let's talk a little bit more about the benefits of hemp as a food. Obviously, we talked about the nutritional um, or the omega benefits. Tell us a little bit more about what you've discovered as far as the nutritional content and why hemp seeds are so amazing as a food. Mm -hmm. um, well, I can talk to you on, on a number of different levels, um, which I'll, I'll try and, and touch upon at least a couple, um, as, as well as the essential fatty acids, which for me actually are the, <coughs> are, are, I guess, the, the gold part of, um, mm -hmm. of what this has to offer. Um, it does contain many other um, nutritional compounds. Um, it contains, of course, protein with all of its amino acids in all the essential amino acids um, in, in, in a great um, long-term blend, um, as well as, of course, all of the fiber, the vitamins, and the minerals that come um, with the actually husk itself. Now, of course, the husk isn't used in all the products. Um, neither is just the meat used in all the products. Sometimes that's turned into oil but they all contain these nutritional benefits in different balances depending on which kind of hemp food product you choose. Um, mm -hmm. my, my favorite, for example, is the um, hulled hemp seed, which is the inside part of the seed when the husk has been taken off. Um, you know, I, re I really enjoy that for me because it's close, closest to nature, really, closest to mm -hmm. how it's from the plant. And when it's grown raw and organic, or, well, it's grown organically and processed without heat, along the way, which um, you know, most reputable manufacturers do um, around the world now, um, you, you get such a high vibration, high energy food, um, mm -hmm. and which, you know, a benefit that is, becomes very obvious for pretty much anyone who starts to consume hemp on a daily basis. Now, it's great to talk mm -hmm. about hemp as wonderful, and it's great to, you know, try and eat it here and there and promote it here and there, but when you eat it, you know, at, at least two meals every day, um, significant amounts of hemp as I have and all of our team does um, every single day, then the effects are very, very often. Um, it's um, a wonderful, true superfood in how you feel and how it acts on your body. Mm -hmm. And you've actually developed and created a few different hemp food-based companies. What, what, tell us a little bit about those companies and which ones are still going and, and what your plans are into the future. Sure. Well, all my hemp food companies are still going. The first company I created was in the UK, developing the first snack bar ever made from hemp uh, in Europe, which became um, what it is today, which is the most successful health food snack bar uh, in the UK, where it's made and sold throughout the world. So that's a, a very successful business that, that I've passed on uh, to go and set up Hemp Foods Australia. Hemp Foods Australia um, produces manufacturers in Australia um, hemp, hulled hemp seeds, hemp oil, and hemp protein, and they're 100% certified organic. So uh, we have one of the largest certified organic supply chains in the world. Uh, very proud to have high-quality products that we produce in Australia. We sell it in Australia and are export around the world. Now, in Australia, I don't know if your your listeners are aware, but hemp foods are not legal for human consumption. Which is so ironic. It's the only country in the world where you can't eat hemp as a food, and we are one of the largest hemp food companies in the world. We just got mm -hmm. given um, a, a rather large federal grant from our government. We have our ministers visit us um, all the time, consuming our hemp foods in our factory, 
And yet, still officially, it's illegal, and we have to sell it for external use only, which we do very successfully to nearly every health food store in the country and um, become a, a very well-known brand. That we, um, we saw a limit, of course, to selling a product that you can't eat as a food in a country. We can't sell to food manufacturers or the largest supermarket chain, for example, won't touch us until mm-hmm. it's tr- truly legal in all forms. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we've been focusing on Asia, so, um, I've, which, which is where I've spent many years in, um, in my travels. So we have a company in Japan, for example, called Hemp Foods Japan, um, which is basically following Hemp Foods Australia's lead and taking it to a, a market there, of course, with the, um, the change in culture. But as you know, Tyler, that hemp has a uh, culture and a history in many countries in many different places in the world. So culturally, it is something that is truly global um, because the plant has spread around the world before we did, um, exactly. we believe. Absolutely. So, um, awesome. Yeah, that's really accepted in Japan and, um, and in other places in Asia. We also have businesses in Europe where I come from as well. Um, mm-hmm. We have distribution channels over there. And I'm here in the U.S. working with Hemp Foods America, which is mm-hmm. just beginning its, its journey finally into the U.S. where people have been asking me to come and um, bring these businesses here for quite some time. Um, and I'm glad that that's finally happening now in uh, the good state of Kentucky, um, mm-hmm. where we're, work- we're, we're working with some wonderful farmers over there um, and bringing production machinery over here to do the same thing that we've done everywhere else in the world. Right on. Well, like I said, you're just the epitome of a hemptrepreneur. You've got yourself into so many amazing aspects of this plant and you're really um, an inspiration for me and for our listeners to don't give up you know whatever it is that you're passionate about discover what that is and figure out a way to implement hemp into your visions into your projects into your dreams now paul every everyone has teachers and and people that inspire them you mentioned a gentleman named dylan up in canada that had a hemp store who are some of your other greatest teachers, whether they're uh, in the hemp field or just in life? Who are some of your greatest inspirations? Mm. That's a, a good question. I mean, they range from, you know, from the, from the work side, I guess, you know, I give respect to Dr. Udo Erasmus, who taught me about essential fatty acids and what they mean very early on, <clears throat> um, and it inspired me with his negativity for hemp and the hemp industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it inspired me to do something about it, so I really appreciate his, his part in my life. Um, I appreciate all the all of well, like everyone I work with today is a massive part of what I do. Um, you know, it, it's not me doing all of these things. I couldn't do any of these things without uh, to this level without a wonderful team around me. So every one of our my team feels like family to me, and um, we all our businesses are set up in that way. You know, like in in Australia, we lunch and provide a certified organic lunch for all our staff every single day. Um, freshly made for them. It's really a wonderful atmosphere where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that they can, they're, they're my ongoing inspirations in life. Um, I guess some mm-hmm. of the other inspirations of people I've met, maybe, you know, met some amazing sadhus in, in India that never knew their name, never knew their age, didn't know where they came from, and still taught me more than many people ever have. So um, there, there's, a, there's been some wonderful lessons by people who I have no idea who they are, where they came from, or whether I'll ever see them again. But um, they've been part of my my wonderful life here, right. um, and I could go on and on. And there's, you know, I'm so blessed. 
by moving and traveling and meeting such wonderful people involved with this plant and involved with the energy that it brings and um, the connection with nature that it has. Mm-hmm. Very good. So if you could, you know, I wanted to mention one other thing too for our listeners. If you are looking for a consultant or someone to coach you or uh, Paul does consulting. He's, you know, obviously a hemp entrepreneur, but he assists people in getting businesses set up. And if you wanted to contact him, you can go to paulbenheim.com. Uh, what are some of your other websites that people could check out or get in touch with you and maybe get consulting or, um, you know, acquire yep. your services? The, 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 the part where people are interested in, in being a hemp entrepreneur, hemp entrepreneur, you can say it better than I, <laughs> Um, people are interested in that aspect of, of um, our industry. Um, I, I actually created a website called startahempbusiness.com. That's um, all one word, startahempbusiness.com. And uh, that has lots of um, e-books and courses that I've developed over the last 23 years of working in this industry to offer um, all the real answers that people need to get involved or to at least understand truly where these industries are at um, that I've shared. So I've done that for a few, mm-hmm. including the bioplastics industry, which I've been involved with, um, the building industry, the paper industry, textile industry, the farming and agronomic part of the industry. Um, all, all of those aspects are shared. Um, mm-hmm. Which is actually how I first discovered you probably eight years, maybe 10 years ago. I forget how long now, but it's um yeah, Start a Hemp Business is a, a great site. Go check it out. Get yourself these ebooks. Um you also have an affiliate program, right? People can sign up and, and start distributing the knowledge and information and get paid for it. Yeah, um, I that, that that does exist and that's definitely an option for people um who are interested in that kind of thing. Um, you know, I guess my my business model is right now focused on moving real products as much as I'm happy for people to share information. Um, I just didn't have the time to share it individually with everybody, um, um, so which is why I created those books uh, with, the, with the best that I could find um, from all my experiences. Um, but, you know, selling and moving hemp food products are probably the best, or hemp products in general, sorry, are the best way for people to get involved with um, the industrial hemp industry. If they actually, if you want to make a change, then that's the best thing is, is to, you know, move and transact something hemp. Exactly. So for our young and old entrepreneurs that are tuning into the show and they're wanting to succeed in the hemp movement, what what are some of the principles or the success principles that you've lived by that you could mm. share with them, you know, as far as building your business, creating your team, you know, planning, just what what are some of the foundational principles of business and success that you have developed and and implemented? Mm. Mm. Another good question and possibly a long list for you there. But I'll, I'll try and keep it to the ones that, that mean the most to me, which right now my, my best and most best experiences have come from the team around me, as I said before. So recognizing that you, know, you yourself don't know everything and that the ideal is to find people better than you to work with you and around you um, and, and to do that from a strong foundation. So as well as finding great people, knowing what you're doing, and doing the research and the diligence um, before you go out into the world and say something is um, is uh, something that has supported me in keeping moving rather than getting stuck. 
in, in one particular avenue. There are so many options in working with hemp. There's so many business opportunities that come to me regularly that um, you know I've, I've learned to, to really find find and do the diligence, diligence on what I want to do. And when I mm-hmm. choose what I want to do, to focus on that. So that's another aspect mm-hmm. that has really supported me is that when I've chosen something, to focus on that, which is very challenging in this industry because of, as we said, there the are many opportunities that exist today. Absolutely. So having a core team, you're saying finding people that are better than you, that, uh, you know, basically make you a more well-rounded team rather than trying to be a well-rounded person and know everything. Find people that are smarter than you and focus on something, get knowledge. That's on like the second principle. Really know what you're talking about before you go out into the world and have education, have experience and get your feet wet before you start, um, you know, really getting out there. And third, it sounded like you um, were just describing focus. And, and choosing one thing that maybe you're really passionate about or something that works and just spearheading it and going after it. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. And, and and there are there are others like being being honest and, you know, being speaking mm-hmm. the truth rather than, you know, making a, a story up about what you would like to hear. Speaking your mm-hmm. your reality and sharing sharing that and making sure that any any interactions that you have are fair for both parties. Not just yourself. Not always looking from your perspective, but doing your best to understand where the other comes from. Exactly, and that's actually something I really have developed an appreciation for in the last couple of months. Is whatever field of expertise you're in, look look at the books, look at the people that are against it, and and they say if one of the expressions is if you can't. Uh, if you don't know more than your opponent about their own, uh, you know, area of expertise, then you're going to fail or, you know, you're going to have major uh, challenges in succeeding, uh, you know, and, and so I completely agree, you know, getting books, I don't know how many books are out there, you know, as far as the um, negative, negative aspects of hemp, which, you know, I've found very, very few, if any, um, but obviously, it's important to look at what people are saying so that we can have a full rounded, like you said, a honesty and, and a truth uh, so that we can come from that place. And, you know, like, for example, when I first got into the hemp industry, uh, one of the expressions was, you know, hemp is not marijuana and hemp hemp is the male plant. Well, after going to Kentucky and after, you know, visiting a hemp field of 100% female plants, I realized that's not the truth. Hemp is not the male aspect of the plant. Hemp is simply a term, and correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but hemp is simply a term for the cannabis, a variety of cannabis that is 0.3% THC or less. So it could be the female part where you're getting all the cannabinoids and you're growing for the CBD aspect and the other cannabinoid aspects, but there's such low THC that that's what classifies a hemp plant. Is that correct? That is currently correct in most places in the world, um, and which I have to generalize from as to, to for a short answer because the legalities are different everywhere around the world. But in general, mm-hmm. industrial hemp is the term for cannabis sativa or grown with 0.3% 
or thereabouts, depending on which country you come from. But in the U.S., 0.3% THC or delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, uh, or less than that amount, uh, because that is the the um, part of the plant that has caused so much paranoia and fear over the years. The legislation has managed to separate everything out else out um, except for the THC, which they just classify as the non-industrial hemp or medical or um, high you know, recreational. Drug, recreational right. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, wh- whereas, whereas you know, there are legal definitions. I'll be clear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and you know, the, the truth or the actual experience may may slightly differ. Exactly. Well, we just have about five minutes. I, I really appreciate, as I mentioned, your time and your, your presence. I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, what, what do you see in the next five to ten years for the vision of the industrial hemp movement? What are some of the cutting-edge products, some of the, you know, changes that you see globally that are about to happen in the next five to ten years? Um, well, I think it'll be even less than that, actually, Tyler. I feel like even within the next five years, there'll be so much change in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this for, for numerous reasons. One is people are starting to realize that oil is running out, um, that energy is not, um, do, doesn't, does finish somewhere, and that we need energy mm-hmm. to, to purify water in some states. Um, just so it, it's a very important that we look at alternatives. So hemp as an alternative, certainly for in the automotive industry, is becoming bigger and bigger, um, and the potential for that is a lot more. The uh, demand for natural plant-based fibers outstrips supply for many years into the future. So um, finding ways to commercialize hemp as, um, as, as a fiber is a big project. Certainly, as well as that, we will find we do find. Um, that the plant protein world is also, um, from predictions from the United Nations, saying that we do not have enough protein in the world and that we must move at least to plant-based protein, if not to insect-based proteins. So um, Mm. actually moving for hemp foods and the seed part of the plant is moving forward that way. Now, none of that, that has been the case for quite some time. But the tipping point, it seems, um, is related to my biggest and main project right now, which is Elixanol. Elixanol mm-hmm. is the, the name of um, our business and brand of producing a high CBD extract um, from industrial hemp plants. So we grow mm-hmm. hemp around the world in various places and extract that into an oil that is, that, that, and, and produce various products. From that, we sell bulk to people um, nearly in many, many countries anyway. I think I think mm-hmm. every continent on the planet now um, who wow. either sell it as paste or an oil or as a tincture, as a syringe or as airless device, a, a patch or an um, oral applicator in, in various different forms. So th- this this is a, a growing business um, in this space. And we positioned ourselves and focused and spent the last few years in developing technologies and and growing growing that business and team here based in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and we're finding that the difference that having a third part of the plant, so as well as the fiber, as well as the food for seed from seed, but as well then we have you know the flowers and the stalk for CBD, 
um, and all the other cannabinoids and terpenoids that are being developed for a growing market really does make the difference for, farm, for the farming community. And for me, that's one of the foundational changes that needs to happen in our industry is that we need to find a way to support farmers and value farmers for their true need and true wealth that they bring to our entire civilization. Without farmers, mm-hmm. very um, unlike you know companies like Monsanto may disagree with us with that and think we don't need any farmers. We just need machines and um, use the soil until it until it has nothing left. But we are quickly being proven that um, you know that is not the case, and that I believe smaller farmers um, are the future of our society that we need to support and can support through industrial hemp. So with Elixinol, we're very glad to be able to do that and support more organic farmers um, globally as, as our exactly. food business. Very so good. Well, yep, that's how it's, it's moving right now for us here. Very good. So I, I completely agree. I see the industry progressing as far as, you know, the medicinal aspects of industrial hemp hemp homes being built, hemp clothes obviously is a huge market, um, but the food is, is just so crucial. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you bringing these phenomenal products to the market. Check out Hemp Foods Australia, Hemp Foods America. Check out paulbenheim.com or elixinol, which is E-L-I-X-I-N-O-L.com. Get yourself some CBD products. Experiment with this stuff. If you have anybody that's dealing with arthritis or pain or, you know, any sort of condition, just experiment and, you know, consult with your doctor, see if this is something that will work for you. And um, have a fabulous day. I'm so honored and privileged to have you on today's show. We just have about 20 seconds left. So I want to have our listeners check out hempaware.com forward slash radio to visit all the archived hemp episodes. And thanks so much for being on today's show, Paul. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Tyler, for having me. Thanks, Mr. Thank you.